Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, I think they were, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item. Backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more.
your boy darren gilliam aka black flags matter back for another edition of the nascar weekly podcast we have uh well most of our usual panel we have the iceberg and danny b talks uh eric is still mourning from the astros loss last night you know game seven <laughs> it means a lot a lot on the line you know how it is man but no nah, no nah. anyways now nah, sorry to him about that but he had some other uh some other stuff to uh to attend to he will be back for the last, for the last episode, or, two. or, or excuse me, for the last two episodes of the season. Can't miss yeah, my yeah, birthday yeah. next week. I know, I know. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, well, freaking, and NAS, the NASCAR on, on, on freaking NBC Twitter account confused me this morning, talking about eight years ago, and I thought it was November 1st today, talking about the Martinsville race where Logano and uh, Kenseth had their, stop, had their stuff happen, and I was like, Wait, is it Jared's birthday today? I was, I was like scared for a moment. So thank you. Nope, still 25. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. But hello, everybody. We have damn near 200 people watching. Uh, make sure to lick the like button, everybody. But let's get right into our hot take segment. Danny, I'm going to put you on the spot first. Give us your hot take for this week. So my hot take last week, I have now been exposed as a liar uh, because I said that I didn't think that they cared about the nascar awards anymore obviously they shoved a big rag in my mouth and told me to shut up we're still having it <laughs> in nashville uh but i will say extending off of that i think that they have lost the appeal to make this a fan inviting uh event they are doing things but they're doing it uh in a different way there's no burnouts on broadway anymore that was gone entirely last year they have replaced it with a champions parade. I think it's going to happen at like 2.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. I think that's when it's going to happen. And then there's another thing where there's some kind of, I I don't remember what the term was, like a, like a fair or something like that. Just a little area set up for uh, NASCAR house. That's what they called it. NASCAR fan house or something like that. But they're doing this all like in the middle of a work day where I obviously can't go today. I, I'm going to have to take off one day of work just to go maybe to the uh, banquet if I'm fortunate enough to, to go again. But as far as, you know, this being a fan, you know, atmosphere, inviting environment, like we've seen in years past, I still think that aspect is gone. You know, there is stuff that's happening, but it's not at a convenient time. And it's in the middle of a work day. I just, I don't see this being as inviting to the fans as we saw in years past with the burnouts on Broadway and things happening in the evening time in a, in a work week. So that's my hot take. I still think that they are not uh, making this as open to the fans as they could. Hmm. All right, Jared. Well, I'm going to say this. I, I mentioned it in my video, and a lot of people, I think, took it the wrong way. Maybe willingly took it the wrong way. Um, but I'm going to say this. Kyle Larson is the Brett Favre of NASCAR. He's the gunslinger. His nickname should be the gunslinger. Uh, 
Kyle Larson is probably the most raw, talented driver in NASCAR right now. At the same time, Kyle Larson makes so many boneheaded mistakes at different times that sometimes you wonder why he is in the top ranks of NASCAR. Now, when I said he needs to clean it up, I made that video of Fatal Flaw. That was not me ripping on Kyle Larson. That was me saying that if Kyle, that one, he has not even hit his full potential yet, and two, when he does, he will be one of the most unstoppable drivers in NASCAR. So, yeah, that's my hot take. Uh, aside from stealing for the poor, allegedly, Kyle Larson is the Brett Favre of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you know, we talk about him driving for Hendrick Motorsports. I want to take it, my hot take, to another top team, Joe Gibbs Racing, who I feel doesn't get enough flack for a certain stat that was popping up on my timeline on my, on my feed on Monday um, after uh, Christopher Bell won at Homestead. Uh, with this win, Christopher Bell now becomes the 10th, um, now, uh, uh, excuse me, um, he now extends the streak of Joe Gibbs Racing making the championship four for the 10th straight year since the playoffs inception in 2014, at least, uh, well, at the very least, this type of format. Um, but during that, during that whole time span, they've only won two championships, both with one driver, Kyle Busch. And I just feel like, you know, yeah, while it is a good stat on paper, to an extent, it's also not so great because that just goes to show you, you guys make the big race and stuff and you can't, you know, you and you can't win it with anyone outside of Kyle Busch with all of those talented drivers with a Denny Hamlin, a Truex, you know, and, and, you know, now Bell, you know, going back to last year too, but maybe he can change it this year. So I don't know. It's like, we look at the Buffalo Bills 0-4 Super Bowl record as like, yeah, it's a great, you know, it's a great accomplishment making the Super Bowl four straight times, but you, but you know, they never won the big dance. Well, I think we kind of need to start from throwing some, a little bit of flack towards Joe Gibbs racing for making, you know, the championship four so many times, but only winning it twice with one driver, you know, 10 straight years. Let's see if the if bell can make it three, but uh, yeah, percentage wise, not the, not the best looking stat in the world. So yeah, that's my hot take though. So we'll see who has the hottest take. The poll is up. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to us. Oh, well, somebody said I was freezing. So <laughs> yeah, I already lost there. But uh, but yeah. So speaking of Joe Gibbs racing, though, uh, let's segue into uh, last weekend's race at Homestead. Christopher Bell, David Bell, wherever you are, I know you are extremely happy, sir. But Christopher Bell, man, what a roller coaster of events uh on sunday jared he gets the victory championship four for the second year in a row but it certainly wasn't easy you know uh christopher bell in my opinion has to be the most overlooked elite driver out there and i think we at this point can say he's elite he's top five in points all year long for the last two years oh and here comes the ambulance of course because it (laughs) always comes during this show uh but he's somebody who is always one of the leaders in top fives, top tens, getting wins, clutch wins at that. At some point, people need to start putting respect on Christopher Bell's name. And I hope that this somewhat proved it, seeing how he had to hold off a lot of good drivers. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and what, and it was also um, what also um, um, stood out to me, too, is just the perseverance of this team, too. I mean, there were points where, you know, the crew chief didn't, you know, make the best strategy calls in the world too you know, and um, had to be mired back in traffic. But, you know, every time they were able to move up little by little and then eventually were able to move up when it counted the most there, too. 
um, with a thrilling battle towards the end there. And, you know, just again, wasn't a guy that was up front the entire time, just bided his time, just took his time, him and him and that team. And it uh, it ended up paying off, too. And it's finally good to see, um, you know, the whole the whole um, the whole pit crew swap finally, finally work out for him because it felt like, oh, like, why did they end up doing this anyway in the first place? You know, it felt like based on some of that crew's performance. But yeah, so Danny, he's championship four again, too. Is it safe to say he is an elite driver at this point? Yeah, definitely elite. Um, the real question though is, is where does he go from this point? Because um, let's see, back in 20, 2019, we had the big three of the Xfinity series. He was one of those guys and he made it into the championship for that race. Ultimately though, Tyler Reddick was the one who capitalized and won that championship. And I might've even had Christopher Bell as my pick to win that year. I don't remember that far back at this point, but he was obviously a contender back then. He's a contender now in the Cup Series, now his second straight season, making the championship four. Um, but what now the question is, though, okay, are you good enough to go win? Are you good enough to go be a, a Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, and go out and win it? Or are you going to be more like uh, a Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Denny Hamlin type, where you get there to the final game, but don't win it. You know, that's, that's the question. Now we got to ask with Christopher Bell, is he a closer that can go out and win a championship or is he just going to be in the big game and not get it done now? Yeah. And like I said earlier in my hot take continues, extends the streak to 10 straight years. Joe Gibbs racing has been in the playoffs too. Um, let's see if you can finally make it multiple drivers for the victory though. But um, you know, some other good notables in the top five too. I mean, let's see, I'm looking at the stats here right here and, uh, you know, started all the way from 13th too. So, you know, didn't have the necessarily, you know, the fastest car in qualifying, but, um, you know, another Toyota guy and, um, we'll get to the other contenders too. I'm just going to stick with the other Toyota guy here, but also Tyler Reddick, another Toyota driver too, is also, you know, looking to advance as well. He uh, did his thing and really the, uh, Toyotas in general seem to have really ran well too. You know, Tyler Reddick finished third, uh, Bubba Wallace sixth, Ty Gibbs seventh, um yeah even the non-playoff guys too so yeah toyota they're in a pretty good spot and they had a lot of speed throughout the day early too i mean it wasn't that they all had winning speed as much as just that you know like bubba wallace for instance bubba ran probably i'd say back half the top 10 high team most of the day uh but he led early he was good in short runs reddick he came on really fast at the end too uh may in a lot of ways have helped save his season depending on uh, how you look at it, depending on what happens at Martinsville. Uh, but you can't overlook Ryan Blaney either. I mean, Ryan Blaney was bad fast. And I think without some of the issues that he has in that race, he's possibly winning his way in to to Phoenix. And then we're looking at a completely different picture right now. Yeah. Well, what, where did that, where did that come from? Cause coming in, his best finish there prior, like prior to this race, was just one top five finish, a third place finish in 2020. And the rest were just, you know, outside the top 10 in the teens or even worse. And then bam, he's just out of nowhere, just battling with Larson there. And it, it was, it was amazing. I mean, Ryan Blaney fans have been, you know, they've been wondering, is this the year? Can he finally break through? And, you know, right now, points wise, it's looking, it's looking, you know, promising right now. So call me a doubter. And Ryan Blaney, I just I don't know that he's gonna make it to the to the big one. Uh, but Penske knows how to get their 
at least one of their cars in. He is the car that gives them the best chance to win a championship right now. And they made it, they made it to the big game last year of Joe Logano. They won it. They ended up winning it all. Uh, so, you know, don't count them out this weekend. Yeah. And of all the years to do it too, like Penske in a season where they've been off for the most part. Like, I mean, I know, I know when, I know when, um, when, when Joey Logano won in 2018, it was a big surprise, you know, because of, you know, the big three and stuff. But I mean, Penske wasn't doing running. I mean, like for the most part, they weren't running. Um, they weren't running terribly most of the year. And then even, even with last year too, it was a, yeah, kind of a surprise as well. But again, Penske was still, you know, doing their usual stuff this year. They've been off for the most part. And then all of a sudden now Blaney's coming out of nowhere and, you know, could potentially point his way in potentially. So, um, so yeah, it's great to see that. It's great to see them running good like that again. And I know Blaney fans gotta be happy because y'all have been saying for years talking about it's going to be the year. It's going to be the year, but yeah, it's, it's looking good so far. I would even looking raise good. this is, was it earlier this year that Kyle Petty said that he is the Casey Kane of the modern era? Mm-hmm. Casey, Kane never people got this, Casey Kane never Sorry. got this close. Never. He yeah. Never got this close. Yeah. Never even. A lot of people were saying, like, well, what's wrong with being Casey Kane? Because Casey Kane's no shrub either, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, you know, obviously in terms of being a championship driver, yes. But I mean, yeah, Casey Kane was always a good driver in his own right. Um, but hey, maybe Blaney can finally take that next step. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, he had a great run, but I just wanted to give just a few quick shout outs to a, a couple of guys here. Um, some non-playoff drivers. Um, really, A.J. Allmendinger, who, you know, there were a lot of questions coming up about his career, what he's going to do. He gets a top five at Homestead. That was a surprise. And I just mentioned Ty Gibbs, one of the Toyota drivers, a seventh place run. Um, that's a that's a driver and team that are building a ton of momentum entering next year. Uh, and then Amarola in P9 and Austin Dillon, a top 10, a 10th place finish. Finally, Dillon has some luck. Finally go his way. About time. It's about time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, I mentioned it, that Almondinger last year, he did the same thing. He was nowhere to be found the entire damn race and all of a sudden shows up in the top five at the end. I don't know how he does it every <laughs> year. I don't. Something about it. Yeah, something about this place, man. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. But, you know, that was one Chevy driver that ran well, but one that was looking like was about to just run away with the race was Kyle Larson. And before we get to the elephant in the room or the or the barrel in the room here, uh, you know, but leading up to that, man, uh, Danny, I'll start with you, man. I mean, did you I mean, were you just thinking like, man, like, look, Larson's, you know, pretty much got this one. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, there for a while, I was like we were. We were doing a trunk or trade, but I was still keeping up the race on my phone. It's like, yeah, it just seems like it's a Larson domination. And all of a sudden, looking on the app, it's like, wait, Larson's out of the race. What happened? He crashed into the barrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So basically what happened was, you know, Larson dominating a lot, you know, large portion of the race early on. And, uh, you, you know, uh, him and Blaney both running up front, you know, about to make their green flag pit stops. And then, you know, all of a sudden, coming in hot, coming in hot. It's it's world's the most talented barrier. driver, everybody. Yes, that the best in the world. This somebody else said that this is your best driver in the world. No, nah, no, nah, but hey, look, it's just one of those pit road deals, you know, coming on to the pit lane. And he had said on the radio he didn't expect Blaney to slow up that much. I guess maybe at that particular part. That's not. I, I don't know. That was not on Blaney. 
Yeah, I was like, was but it's flying. pit lane. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, you're supposed was... to slow down. It's pit lane. Well, no, well, he was he was <laughs> right? definitely entering slower than most people do, but it was not egregiously slow. It was not like you know he basically stopped it for the old lady crossing the street. He yeah, he, he was. I think they had the telemetry. It was 47 miles an hour, and when Larson hit the barrels and hit him, people forget he did hit Blaney. I think Larson was going like 73 or something. Like He'd have got a spading penalty yeah. if Blaney wasn't there. He would have had mm. to have stopped to make sure that the telemetry part or like the, the lines or whatever. Um, but I mean, it, again, it's, it's that Jekyll and Hyde of Kyle Larson where like one race or even during part of the race, he'll be dominating. He'll just be the best guy by a country mile and... Last year, we saw at, at Homestead, he was the best by a literal mile, the way that he was running away. Uh, but other times, he can make these boneheaded mistakes or he puts himself you know, in too deep of a situation. Uh, I'm telling you, Larson is only 30 years old. He is nowhere near close to peaking. Uh, what scares me, and I think should scare everyone who's not a Larson fan and is his competition, is that Larson is still way far away from that peak as a driver. And when he mm -hmm. cleans up some of those kind of instances, I mean, the guy has, I think, was eight DNFs this year. Uh, when he cleans some of these up, which, again, not all were his fault, but, you know, he will be damn near unstoppable, I think. As long as he's able to keep his head on him, yeah. that team is able to keep rolling as it is. I, I still have him as my championship pick. It's a good thing he won last week at, at yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, thank goodness, and uh, and also really quick too. You had uh, you had brought up a a very interesting stat on Twitter, Jared. Um, what what was that stat you had tweeted about on Sunday? Do you remember the? Uh, it's like he had DNFs and then most laps led or something like that. I don't tweet much. I can pull it up right away. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, is that where is it? And maybe I do tweet more than I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was on Sunday. I know it was on Sunday. Uh, so here it is. Much. Yeah. Kyle Larson's season is full on checkers or wreckers. This is his eighth DNF of 2023. He also led the series in top fives entering the race and leads the series in laps led along with his four wins, which is second among those in the NASCAR cup series. Think about that. Like, I mean, I know we talk about, I know we hold, you know, Ryan Newman's 2003 season into this like high regard of like, you know, greatness and then chaos at the same time but like if larson wins the championship with this type of a season i feel like that this season would definitely have to top that right or am i or am i just speaking a bunch of gibberish here because i don't know i feel like it's been like it's like wow like i mean he's leading you know leading top fives and all this other stuff but then he's also leading the the series and the bad stuff too so i mean it's very interesting I, i'd put it right up there with it i mean when you look at full points like you know, take out take out Winston Cup versus uh, playoffs, all of that. When you just look at who is a, who is uh, who's gotten the most points this year, he's like eighth or or ninth, seventh, eighth, ninth most of the year. Uh, he might be a little higher, a little lower now, but it is it is exactly the same thing as Ryan Newman, just with less wins. Which mm -hmm. I think it's uh, I think they're much closer now together than they were in two thousand three. Uh, so that's probably why there's less wins, but yeah, I, I would say if you're, if you're looking on, on the pendulum of chaos, he's a step further than Newman, especially if he wins a championship. I feel like that is a system championship at that point is like, this is the kind of season you want if you're NASCAR. Oh yeah. 
Definitely. Definitely. I, I don't know. I have this feeling like too, like I have this feeling if just if Larson goes on to win the chat, um, goes on to win the championship this year, you know, NASCAR marketing is definitely going to look at that and be like, Hey, we can promote this. Anything can happen. You can, you know, checkers or records, blah, blah, blah. There's going to go crazy with it. I feel like, you know, but it's a, it's a pretty cool story. It's a pretty cool story considering where he started off um, the way he uh, started off the season. And now he's um, now the way he's uh, progressed. So, well, but uh, what's an, oh go ahead go. Ahead. He I think you're gonna go to it. He wasn't the only one that had these crazy deals. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. So while he was progressing and stuff, like, and I mean, he was good. He was he's he was already locked in. So all good. Just a bad day at the racetrack. No biggie. Still racing for a championship. But as for these two drivers, mm, I don't know, man. We were just talking about Joe Gibbs. Like, okay, got the win with Christopher Bell. That's the good news. But uh, the bad news is your other two contenders yikes let's start off with uh let's start off with um, truex really quick truex was just pissed off the entire day <laughs> i'm just i'm just so baffled at how truex is like came in so good and somehow consistently each week in his playoffs finds a way to make me think there's no way possible this guy can win a championship or even be in that final race Yet somehow they skirted around all throughout this playoff, and now we're back in the same situation where he is looking like he's he can't survive it unless he wins Martin unless he wins Martinsville, and he has won here quite a lot in recent years. To be honest with you, he can win here, but I don't I don't foresee him winning here. And just Toyota in general came into this playoffs with statistically with five cars in the playoffs a great chance to get three of the four championship spots. And now they're going to be lucky if they even have two. Yeah. It's, I, it's wild. I think that, and maybe this should have been my hot take, uh, but I think from top to bottom, even if he makes a championship or even if he, if, if he wins a championship uh, top to bottom, this team doesn't deserve to be this far. They mm-hmm. don't. I mean, it's, it's an odd year. So I, you know, we all want the season to matter more, and this is one of those just outlier years. Uh, so I won't even go too far with the, with the whole playoff talk with it. Uh, but this team, from crew chief to driver to crew to those building the cars to the shop, top to bottom, this team has been atrocious this year. I think somebody put in the chat, it was like a 20.8 average finish so far, these eight races. And honestly, I think they're lucky to be that high. Uh, the, the, I mean... It just speed yeah. isn't there. And when the speed is there, the calls are wrong. And when the calls aren't wrong, you know, there's engine issues. So, like at this point, at this point, someone explain to me why, why does Truex, you know, why would you say Truex deserves to be one of the eight guys this far? He's lucky he had that good of a regular season. Well, I was just about to say, yeah, I mean, he's basically been running off of borrowed time pretty much most of these playoffs. Like, I would like to – I'm trying to think of, like, one race where, like, yeah, he did really well. He really stood out during these playoffs. But I can't really think of one. I mean, he's just sort of skirted on by. You know, he's had enough points, you know. um, um He's had enough points built up from the regular season to save his ass. And uh, now it's um unfortunately caught up with them. Oh, and like, uh, Chrome Diesel um, – uh, sorry, really quick. Chrome Diesel says – his average finish, uh, 20.7. So about 20.3. Yeah, so about 21st. Wow. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it feels like I'm watching a football team that somehow has a winning record, but they keep winning games by two or something like that. The Vikings last year? The 2022 <laughs> Vikings. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, statistically. That, yeah. That's basically, <laughs> I mean, 
But I wouldn't even go that far because at least the Vikings played good for most of those games. Trex has been freaking <laughs> awful. It's like, you know, watching, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know what the Jets most years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, yeah, again, like I said, he's been running off of borrowed time, man. It's finally caught up to them. Um, but again, a win can cure all. But I mean, dude, just based off of like, just based off of what we heard just all day, just all the, all Sunday during the broadcast with the radio stuff, it's like, Wow. Like, look, I've heard Junior get negative, you know, on the radio before growing up or, or really a bunch of times growing up. But I don't know, man, just this level of just negativity, man, for Truex is like, you know, he, he this is always who he's been. He's always been a whiner. But this was like, I, I haven't heard it this bad in a while from him, man. It was just he was just defeated the entire race from start to finish. So and that's not really good. Not really good if you're a Truex fan, if you want him to become a two time champion, because. Yeah, not looking good performance-wise, not looking good morale-wise, but he wasn't the only Joe Gibbs driver to have problems, too. Denny Hamlin. I thought this was supposed to be the year. What happened? Denny delivers. I thought this was supposed to be the year. Did you guys notice he um, Denny Hamlin didn't do his podcast? <laughs> Y'all notice that? Oh, what happened? What happened, man? It's a lot easier uh, to do your podcast when you're winning and stuff, for sure. Uh, but, life, it, you know, it happens. That's, it happens. That's, yeah. a, that's a short track racing. Yep the yearly the the um, the yearly choking uh, uh in the playoffs happen happening. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, I won't yeah. like dunk too much on him, but it, it it's. It, I had to say it is pretty funny that he yeah. skipped out on his podcast. It's <laughs> That's like, what I'm well, saying. What Wait, happened? Someone Denny? said he did do his podcast. Did he, did he or did he not? I think he did it like late, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Because I he saw I late. saw a lot of people saying that he did it. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. It must have been late then. <laughs> but. Uh, but at what point do you just, at this point, think with Denny Hamlin, like it's just never meant to be. Like it seems like no matter what, no matter how good he is, no matter what happens, a lot of times now it's completely out of his control. Something always manages to take him out. I, I do feel bad for him. Like I know a lot of fans don't. I feel bad for him. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why some fans don't feel bad for him just because, you know, of like all the, oh, I beat your favorite driver, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, they think he's a hypocrite I mean, that from time to time. And, yeah. 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 Like, and, I'm I mean, fine like, with it. I'd rather yeah. have that than somebody telling Jeff, like Jeff Gordon, telling his team to be four clones. Yeah, just but yeah, it's great to have some personality. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know, there were some other times too. I guess you know, with the way he drives and you know that sort of thing. You know, people are gonna have it out for him and stuff. But yeah, I do, I do agree to some extent with Jared, dude. At some point, I, I at least with me, I do feel somewhat bad for the guy and stuff too. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, he has every accolade you can think of in in uh, in the Cup Series except that one championship, that one coveted championship. Um. And I don't know, it's just it's not looking good again. Although he is one of the favorites entering this weekend, though. I just feel like if Hamlin and his fans, if if they suddenly see like an Alex Bowman or someone random like that in the top five, you know they're going to start getting flashbacks to two year to two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, overall, Joe Gibbs for Joe Gibbs Racing though is a very very mixed weekend for for Joe Gibbs Racing. That's for sure. Well, I, I but, guess it can lead yeah. in. Who do you guys who do you guys think get those last two spots? Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. So looking over the playoff grid, um, we already got two guys locked in, of course. Kyle Larson, thank goodness, and Christopher Bell, uh, leaving two spots left. And right now, the two guys above the cut line, 
um both uh yeah both uh family both family pretty much uh ryan um both uh william byron and ryan blaney above the cut line william family. byron plus 30 yes family family william byron plus 30 and then ryan blaney plus 10 and then on the outside looking on the outside looking in tyler reddick is fifth at minus 10 followed by denny hamlin and truex tied for six at minus 17 and then i know we had high hopes for chris busher um in the playoffs and you know it's pretty cool he made it this far but right now sitting eighth uh 43 points below the cut line obviously still don't roll him out i mean yeah yeah yeah. he won richmond yep it is way up just one race one race one win can change everything so you are right you are right too so oh and and they're using uh a tire compound they tested at richmond too right after that so i i I am i'm not I'm pretty sure my pick is pretty much screwed with that uh, when it comes to, to him making it in. Um, I'll say I think Byron is the lock. He's just he's good at Martinsville, yeah. and and he's also got that much of a gap um, behind him. Man, I feel I, like he, he's good enough to win. He'd probably definitely get a top five. Yeah, and, and behind him, though, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me being hopeful, but something something speaking to me about Tyler Reddick right now, and I, I don't yeah. even think he's the top guy to look at. There's something saying it to me. I mean, ten points out, that team will not go away. Uh, and it's a track position race. Uh, like it or not, Martinsville is all track position, and if he just stays out on two lap tires or uh, two two uh, two tires, I should say, with like <laughs> the last twenty thirty laps. He could easily point his way in. I'm glad you're getting a good feeling because I don't have a good feeling about Tyler Reddick. If I'm being honest with you, I, for some reason, think this could be a race where it's like going in, you think, oh, we're right there. We can do this. And just things collapse. That 2311 pit crew, you know, they're bound to make a big mistake (laughs) at some point. This is already kind of a hard uh pit road as it is at martinsville it's just screaming to me that this is a place where they would let him down bad luck would happen and you know i am feeling safe about william byron something could go wrong lap one at this track you never know and they could be trying to play catch up the entire day uh if i'm being real honest uh i feel the best about hamlin uh, I feel better about Chris Buescher than I do Martin Truex Jr. I, I actually think there is a slight offshot chance that Chris Buescher could surprise us and somehow steal this win and get in before we would see Martin Truex be good enough this week to uh, to win here. Wow, I was just about to add, well, well, wow, that's interesting, Danny. So, like, even, you know, so despite Truex's um, history at Martinsville, you're, you're – I'm, you're even saying now, like, yeah, yeah like, look, it's, not, like, it's over. It's over. It's the same thing I say about – football whatever happened last year doesn't matter it's all about this year's team i just don't see it. this this playoff run for martin strokes jr i don't see it magically changing okay so um so it was so is it safe to say that going in out of the uh out of the four drivers below the cut line truex you are least excited about for i yeah if, if you want me to give my pick of who's in who's out oh go uh, ahead go ahead do it. i will say byron in hamlin in the rest out, but watch out for Chris Busher to to do what they need to to pull a rabbit out of their hat. Mm. Could, could, could he be Chase Briscoe last year, except actually pull it off, not give it up with four to go? I mean, that's I think that's that's something to, to look at. I mm. as much as I do, okay, Byron for sure. 
as much again as I do have a good feeling about Reddick, I think he'll be in the mix. If I had to pick like my power rankings of these six, it'd be Byron, Hamlin, Blaney, Reddick, Butcher, Truex. And and I think Truex should do better, like based on on what he's done in the past. But I just can't ignore how much that team just seems like a mess right now. Like if if I'm thinking just stats, that it should be Truex and uh and Hamlin, even with Byron having and Byron probably those three should be who it is, but it's just, I can't I can't trust that nineteen team. There's a, there's a reason I thought they would regress this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I figured there'd be some sort of regression from them, but like not at this rate, especially like at, during a point in the season when yeah, you don't need any sort of regression at, at all. But but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what they can do this weekend. With the 19, it's not on the same level as Harvick 2020, but it's dang near close what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it, it may be worse because uh, Harvick's kind of came out of nowhere in that final round. This has just been consistently. We've, we've always seen this coming from the very beginning. Well, mm-hmm. And I'd even say with Harvick's, you know, he, was, he should have won that Kansas race if it wasn't for the crappy arrow package. Uh, he was leading the Texas race. NASCAR didn't throw a caution for rain. Uh, he shouldn't have been in that position. Drex shouldn't either, but Drex has earned being in this position at this point. Like, it just <laughs> seems like that team has just consi- it, it, consistently inconsistent by consistently being bad. Like if that makes any sense. Now you know it's it's very inter- It's a very interesting situation. So here you have a team where it's like okay, it's not it's not in the best place right now, but they still won the regular season championship. You know, they're still, you know, even though they're struggling, they're still, you know, they still have a shot to race for a championship next week. During the offseason, regardless of, of whatever the outcome is, do you think some changes need to be made or no? Just, you know, or or am I just overreacting asking that question? It's a good question. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of bickering and stuff going on and it's all public. And then, yeah, the performance may not be there right now. But the problem is, I mean, they won the regular season championship for a reason, you know? So we've – I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun too much yet because I feel like I jumped the gun early in the season and, and you know, they kind of burned me on. Uh, but this is how they've been for a while. They've been snappy at each other for a while. It's been like this. Now it's just when it's doing bad, we all notice more. Uh I would say at the moment, let them ride it out. But if this stuff, if this kind of struggling from the top down to this team continues eight, nine, 10, 12, 14 races in the next year, then I think a big change should be made. Uh, but it just, you know, people talked about in the chat, this kind of collapse, this, this negativity uh, that keeps growing. It very much is reminiscent of 2008 Kyle Bush. And we saw what happened the next year with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just imploded the very next year. I'm assuming you agree, Danny? Yeah, I'm right on the same page as Jared there. It's just been wild. Yeah, it's been wild for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no. So that's the playoff grid. That's the playoff situation. So we'll have to see how that develops. But yep, do or die situation for a lot of these drivers. Um, Yeah, either uh, you win and you're in, or if you're below the cut line, that is a wrap on your championship I'll, hopes. I'll grab me a few hot dogs and I'll watch the show in person this weekend. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Have a blast. Have a blast too. Make sure um how many hot dogs did we eat, Jared, when we went? It was so many. Jeez. <laughs> um 
It was in the dozens for me. Yeah. But of yeah. course, I, it, I also am the type that like I will just. I I think. So it wasn't that time in twenty one, but I think it was like in twenty two in the cold race, where I I bought like fifty or so hot dog. Not fifty. <laughs> it was maybe it was. Uh, I was also gifted some hot dogs, which was really cool. Um, but mm. I had a ton of hot dogs and a and beer, and I just drank beer and ate hot dogs until I warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's your no. That those hot dogs are really no. They really be when you get like ten, like like when you get like a dozen of them in like your book and in, in your um in your backpack and stuff, <laughs> and it's really cold and stuff. You just hold on to it. Yeah, give me a no, box. I get the feeling. Like yeah. I heard somebody oh, yeah, that gave yeah. me a box. That's right. They do give out boxes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but one what, thing is, you gotta be patient though with, with those lines though. You gotta be patient. Oh uh, yeah, but it's worth it. But I'll tell you what, man, my gut afterwards, it was like you know, system reset, factory settings on that. Um, <laughs> yep. So if you're visiting Martinsville for the first time this weekend, just get the hot dogs, bro. You will not regret it. Trust me. Uh, yeah, more than all, one. More than one. <laughs> this will only be my second time, but first time I get to vlog our trip there. So it'd be nice oh, to cool. showcase a new track on the channel. Nice, nice. nice. Hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy. Well, one thing that I did enjoy, well, to some extent enjoyed, was the television ratings. So getting into the ratings, we had, yeah, you know, there was like, you know, some positives. There were also some negatives, too. You know, one of those types of uh, television weeks for NASCAR. But uh, the uh, the uh, viewership for last weekend's Martinsville race, uh, just a little over 2.2 million viewers uh, for last weekend's Martinsville race, or um, excuse me, last weekend's Homestead race, excuse me. Um, where so it was basically are we, Darian? <laughs> we're at, we were at Homestead, yeah. We're, we're on my channel right now. Where but yeah, are so, we, Bill? So we're down, so um, that means it was down uh, 2% compared to last year. But uh, in the key demographic, though, um, fifteen per, um, it made up for 15% of the viewership, uh, just a little over 330,000 for the key demo. So um, NASCAR also beat F1 in the 18 to 49 demographic um, with a 0.26 rating compared to a 0.23 rating uh, for F1's Circuit of the Americas weekend, which, by the way, um, I had completely forgotten that they were at COTA. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that now they visit the USA so many times nowadays, it's like, oh. Well, they're just there again. It doesn't feel like a marquee event anymore, I guess. But but no, I mean, that's not the only thing, though. F1 Circuit of the America race was down uh, compared to uh, um, compared to uh, last year's. 21% so. at that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's interesting. They're down. I looked at it. They're down from what I can tell, like 5% year over year. They, they've basically decreased about the same amount NASCAR has. It's like. Other than IndyCar, racing is decreased. Good on you, IndyCar. I don't know what you're doing, but good on you. And yeah, I know, man. Well, I don't know. I guess IndyCar, like maybe they're sort of in the middle compared to F1 so. and NASCAR, where it's like it's like okay, they're not doing a whole lot of gimmicks, but then the racing isn't like extremely boring. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's a very interesting state IndyCar is currently in right now. Just uh, leave motorsport games and you'll be good to go. But <laughs> as far as the video game side, but uh, always gotta take a shot at them, right? Um, but yeah, so those were the uh, TV ratings, and now it's time to get into another types of type of ratings. It's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And yes, let's go over the results. Um, so, what did you guys think? Uh, think of last weekend's Homestead race. Well, well, forty four percent thought of you thought this was 
a great race and 41% thought it was a good one. It's um, more split than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving it with a net positive rating of 85%. Uh, 11% of you thought it was average. So just a mid homestead race. Okay, okay. And then 2% thought it was below average as well as bad, leaving it with a net negativity rating of 4%. So yeah, obviously homestead is going to bring uh, one of the most positive races of the year for we sure. 4% Larson fans. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four percent Larson and Hamlin fans as well. Hamlin fans were not happy. Yeah, and Truex. So they all came out the woodworks. But uh, now let's get into uh, the first comment. So, fellas, what do you think? Uh, Positive, negative, or mean? From Isaac. Okay, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go with meme. I'm gonna go with positive. Man, this track is so good when it comes to racing. Why isn't it the finale again? In fact, this current schedule would be the greatest with the Gen 6, while 2017 to 2019 schedule would have been goaded with the next gen. Kind of interesting. Certainly ironic in his Palpatine voice. Uh, speaking mm. of Star Wars, Anakin is going to kill Larson for that pit road incident. <laughs> so a positive, a positively, a positive informed meme. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that had had everything. (laughs) I don't like sand. Rough, coarse, and irritating. I think it's everywhere. Uh, Denny Delivers had the top voted comment saying, I am once Uh again asking myself this question. Why isn't Homestead the finale? Phoenix could never. Oh, I thought he was about to say something about Hamlin. Like, whoa, why? Here we go. Hamlin could never, no matter the track, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could never. (laughs) Uh, Evan, Evan put, man, the final stage was crazy. Uh, JD put, why can't we have this track as the finale anymore? Mickey Logano put, the moment Larson kamikaze the barrels instantly made the race a classic. <laughs> he did what Kurt Busch couldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> At 20 years. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to read that one, but it's Nessa Sniper Wolf uh, reference. Uh, (laughs) thank you for this one as a bell fan. I couldn't be happier. Second championship four in a row. Uh, ice car says crazy final laps. I think with Martinsville, the way it is, we most likely have our final four set. Wow. Wow. And sorry. Thinking. Yeah. I think it's set in stone. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Ethan says the playoffs have been pain as a true X fan. Scrolling a little further down here. Uh, more half of the comments are why is this not the finale? Yeah, hey, if that... I can just add something on that note, I would, I maybe wouldn't be as mad about Phoenix being the championship if it wasn't for the fact that we raced there at the beginning of the year because I like the exclusivity of drivers not getting a single chance to see this track until we get there to the end. Yeah, I would be fine. It's same people to own. ISC on both Homestead and Phoenix. So why don't we just get two Homestead races? I don't know. That's my rant on it. Yo, I think it'd be kind of funny, Darian, if you put a poll of like just dunking and just going, what would you have? This is a finale, Homestead or Phoenix, and seeing how skewed it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, do a poll. Let's <laughs> see. As a Bell fan, woo! Let's go. I, I extended letters and all. Um, <laughs> Let's go down to the gutter. Oh, gosh. I yes, actually, the gutter. I actually uh, read the gutter comments again this week to vet them, and uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think we can read them. 
Uh, first one from C American who says Homestead Miami is mid. It's like five guys, not worth the watch. Wow. I see why it's in the gutter. What? Not worth the watch. Uh, okay. Tyler put the final stage saved this race because this track sucks. Because it's all okay. So basically, because they had a long green flag runs the first two stages, they're like, nah, that's it. Okay. Oh, and there's like, um, there's a back and forth of just him and this other commenter arguing mm-hmm. about it. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> and then Joseph with the bottom comment says the, and then when quotations, best person to ever drive a car in the history of the universe when he has to slow down for pit road for the 200,000th <laughs> time. And then it's a bunch of emojis of crashing <laughs> explosion. Oh man. Hey, Larson set himself up with that. Cause you know, his fans are like all oh, best in the world, this and that. And then he hits the pivot. So it's like, Hey, that's your best in the world. <laughs> oh man yeah. but, uh, that'll that'll be it that is the poll yes and that'll do it for the poll the famous iceberg poll on the nascar weekly podcast and clearly uh the fans have spoken they want homestead as the finale <laughs> clearly i'll just leave it up i'll leave it up and see if it uh uh expands uh, oddly more. enough though the, i did the math there's at least 14 people out of 90 whatever that prefer phoenix <laughs> yeah there's always uh there's always a few there's always this other few but yeah so yeah the cup series race at homestead okay that happened that happened but uh xfinity though xfinity it that was uh that was, that was very interesting well 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 before the race even started it was uh uh it's something interesting happened on uh pit um pit row before the race the uh you know, <laughs> yeah. What was that? <laughs> that was like just weird. Like and it oh wasn't even God. like like at least we're gonna do that. Like at least make it surfaceable. Well, no, because it, what makes it even crazier is he, he clearly. I don't think he knew he was on camera because yeah. he was his back was turned, so he was just willingly doing that. Just I I don't know. I guess for someone or whatever. And it was on it was. It was um uh, whose car was it? Uh, John Hunter Nemechek's. Yeah, yeah. Like I was expecting to see a TikTok or something come out of this. There was nothing. It was just that. It's just a revoked oh hard card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about to say I'm like revoke his hard card, revoke the hard card, right? <laughs> Ooh, it's, I, I gotta see NASCAR. Whoever invited him, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. He's done. You're all done. But <laughs> but the, I don't want that to overshadow the race right. itself. That race but no. was fun as hell yeah it was arguably i mean look you make the case arguably the best race of the of the entire weekend you know i mean just something about xfinity man on just mile and a half on intermediate tracks you know it it says a lot but oh my gosh at homestead man it's just it's such an amazing combo this package and in this track man but sam mayer bro i've been saying for a while i think he's him i think he's gonna develop into him and wow, you talk about peaking at the right time, man. This second half of the season, you not only get not one, not two, but three wins to close out the year, all on road course. Oh, well, three wins on road courses, right? Yeah, Correct? but now he, has, now he okay. has an over. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't losing track. So, yeah, you have three road course victories, and now you have an oval one, and it happened to be – uh, in the race where if you win, you get to compete for a championship. So Sam Mayer says he's taking the next step. And we had talked about this towards the end of last year's season or towards the end of last season was 
um, okay, can he take the next step? Can he, you know, go, um, can he uh, take a similar path just like Ty Gibbs and uh, Danny so far, um, he's um, proven, uh, proven um, himself right. Yeah, absolutely. Sam is uh, really coming into it. He's proven he can, he can win on more than just uh, road courses and, and not really controversial fashion either. So that was, it's good to see that. And uh, yeah, he's, he's gotten the, the one car of JRM back into the championship race for the first time since gosh, when did Elliot Sadler last? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like 2017. Yeah. 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 Sounds about so, right. If uh, if he can pull it off somewhere, there'd be probably a, probably a smiling Elliot Sadler somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I liked about this win was that he wasn't the best car, and he still managed to keep it out front. Because I at the end of that race, Riley Herbst had the best car, which is it's crazy to say. But at the end of this season, the two that impressed me most, and I'm most excited to see their development, are Sam Mayer and Riley Herbst. That could be your championship battle next year for Xfinity. Uh, mm-hmm. Very well could because Herbst. Between last week and this week, at least with the mile and a half, has shown like he is a force to be reckoned with, and Stuart Haas is a force to be reckoned with too. So, I, it, you know, it's too late for him this year, Herbst, I should say, but I am so excited to see if that team can put together a full season next year, what they can do with that ninety-eight. And as for for Sam, I mean. I, I think at this point you got to expect going like competing right up there with the best of them for the championship. I don't think you can look at Sam and be like, nah, he's you know he'll be like fifth all day. He'll be behind him. No, like I I think he'll be one of if not the fastest car at Phoenix. Hey, Jarrett, can you do me a favor? Hmm? Can you say that sentence about SHR being a what again, real quick? What did I say? A, a force to what? SHR is a what? Reckoned with? Yeah, just, just say the sentence. Stuart Haas in the Xfinity series is looking to be a force to be reckoned okay. with, with the speed okay. they're having. You you added that in there. I was just hoping that our SHR fans out there could hear that one time because they, they don't get to hear it anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I thought I thought you were about to say, wait. I just said, I just heard he that said, and I was like, I was like, they deserve to hear that one more time. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wait. Time. I was time. like, I was, I was like, wait, no, Jared said reckon before. I thought you were about to get on him for that. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm like, did, did I say <laughs> no? I, I just felt like they, they deserve to hear this. They, they need to hear this. Stuart Haas yeah. is a force to be reckoned with in the Xfinity series. <laughs> in 2023, they're a yeah. force to be reckoned with. It's not over. It's not over. I mean, but right, they look good. Go they look yeah, good. Yeah, they look really good. Yeah, but Riley Herbs, man, he must have saw that. Uh, the video I made on him a couple of years ago I was like, yeah, bet. Because ever since ever since that's uploaded, he's ran way better ever since. And that was two years ago. So, but now it's great to see him finally, you know, finally progress. Um, you know, start running a lot um a whole lot better. Finally got that first career win, you know, a week ago and stuff like that. And um now some people are like, now as far as like, eh, can he be a champion and stuff? Well, I would need to see more on a much consistent basis. That's the thing. He has to make the playoffs first. Now, obviously. You know, he missed and, you know, wasn't, you know, for the most part, it wasn't his fault. His team sort of failed on him. But now they've made up for it, um, you know, towards the end of the season. So let's see if that'll carry over into next year for sure. But, uh, yeah, so another young Xfinity guy that was doing his thing, who has a bright future, uh, some guy named Dale Earnhardt Jr. was, uh, he was up there, right? He was running. I, I could see well. him winning two Xfinity championships before his career yeah. said and done. What do you guys think? Yeah, so um, so, so really quick, Jared, uh, talk about Junior's run really quick. I have to kill this giant ass bug on my wall. I'll be back. 
Okay. Uh, well, Varian I... is the goat of saying exactly what is happening before he randomly runs out the screen. Well, I'll say this about Junior. I was a little nervous early. I was a little nervous. I was thinking that uh, we might be looking at a, a mid-pack run, but from what he was talking about is that well, he told the he told them not to tighten him up, and then the team gave in. Which I guess you know it's Dale Junior. You got to do that, but. Uh, what the f- what's he doing? I can't think. I'm seriously just running around right, the room. For, I'm sorry. For, for those who are uh, listening right now, Darian is doing his best Tom and Jerry with a uh, a bug. Okay. He's just running from one side to the other. What, but, running around to flip-flop in his hand. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. That thing was huge. <laughs> anyway. I, I was 95% uh, happy with, with Junior's run. The only thing I really wasn't was his mistake, which, again, happened, but in taking his own car out. I saw the yeah. chat saying that uh, Dale that JRM needed to implode so bad they needed to get the boss in on it. Yeah, I was about to say, like I was like, of course Junior would get involved into some Junior Motorsports shenanigans. But the crazy thing about it is, is that, hey, despite all of those shenanigans, you got one guy, um, um, uh, excuse me, you have one of your drivers who's um, going to be running for a championship and, you know, perhaps maybe two, if not more, maybe. So, we'll yeah. see. We'll I, see. I think it's just that uh, the big point, too, to talk about is the fact that, you know, between flat tires and different problems uh, in the pits, all of that, Custer and Allgaier really gave up so much ground that they could have made up or perhaps gotten to Phoenix with. Uh, I'm just wondering if at Martinsville it's going to come to bite him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because right and, now the point situation for Xfinity, let me pull it up because I know it's – Yeah, we're we're really close in the Xfinity series. Uh, yeah, yeah. More than we are for Cup, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. At, yeah. Least with, at least with three guys, there's a lot that right. need a miracle. Yeah, so Sam's already locked in with the win, of course. And then John Hunter Nemechek, he's, he's 44 above the cut line in P2. So – Barring the unforeseen, he should be good for the most part. But then you have the final two spots, Cole Custer and Austin Hill, who are both tied at plus three above the cut line, uh, ahead of Allgaier in fifth. But then sixth through eighth, however, uh, you need um, – they need a win, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Sammy Smith, uh, Chandler Smith, and uh, Sheldon Creed is the last one, correct? It's, yeah, Okay, funny, okay. The way this is lined up currently, if the champion, if the championship four stayed exactly how it is going into Phoenix, for Cole Custer, it would be almost identical to what he found himself in in 2019 at Miami when he was in championship four the last time. Because mm-hmm. you've got Cole Custer in a double zero, you've got the JGR number 20 there. It was there last time he was there. There is an RCR car there, and there's a JRM car there currently. That is exactly what the 2019 uh, lineup was like uh, for the championship. Well, yeah. I, I'll say that my championship four picks for Xfinity, uh, they're the hardest part is done. Like I pick, Sam Mayer was the most outside pick I had, and then I had Nemechek, Custer, and Allgaier, I believe, without Hill being in there. And I'm actually feeling pretty good about this heading in. I won't spoil any picks or anything, but I'm feeling really good about my championship four picks at the moment, uh, which probably means at least two of them will implode. <laughs> yeah, uh, who's, who's I'm feeling. Here's what I think. I don't want to give away my pick for the for the win of the Xfinity race, but one of these guys currently who needs a prayer, I think wins this weekend. And so I think the final spot 
is just a huge toss-up of whoever finishes the best between Custer, Hill, and Allgaier this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I think I think someone who needs to win is going to win this weekend. Yeah, man, man, Martinsville's the uh, perfect place to do it. Just take somebody out. <laughs> just dump somebody, get the win. It's as easy as that. Um, but yeah, so that's the Xfinity Series uh, playoff situation entering Martinsville. Um, and I guess the last thing, yeah, the last thing to talk about as far as Homestead's concerned, um, I mean, Truck Series, of course. Uh, Hosevar. Carson Hosevar. Hosevar, bro. He is, who picked him to win? Did you pick him to win? I I, I picked him to win. Okay, okay. Yep, yeah, did. Hosevar. Hosevar, dude, he's doing his thing, man. And, you know, not only won, he just dominated this race, really. Um, you know, the only other guy towards the end that was like, you know, kind of closing in on him to to some extent was Zane Smith. And then he ended up getting DQ'd. So um, Which, Josevar really ends up quick. wins by like 13 seconds or something. I got a I got a picture of that really quick to to pop up on screen. Oh, um, okay. And you can see clear as day. Look at just look at their names. Look at Josevar's name on his truck and look at Zane's <laughs> name on his. Like everyone could see yeah. this. Yeah, it was so obvious. Yeah, and you can't. You've you got, just can't hide that type of stuff, man. You can't do it. Hosevar and Z Smith. <laughs> Z Smith. <laughs> but it, it's just I, I. It has to. It had to have been a mistake. Like, it, yeah, if they were trying to cheat. That was the dumbest way to do it because everyone's gonna see it. Yeah, everyone saw you pretty much. And I don't know, like, I guess, thank goodness they didn't win because then that would have been a big thing. Like, oh, like they won, but then DQ, blah, blah, blah. Like, so when the, I know the truck series always had the crash and banner there forever, but when they started putting on all the other series and even on the back window, like at first I was like, why are we doing this? But now you see examples like this and the Harvick situation back in 18. And it's like, yeah. okay, this actually makes more sense now. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep, she bought. Yep, Cotton 4K. Yeah, like, like, do you guys not remember the 2018 season when it, like five, six, seven Chevy teams would do this and get caught every week? It had to have been a mistake or something. <laughs> There's to. no way. Like, I don't even see what the arrow advantage to that is. Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. But imagine uh, what could have been done back in the day of the like the 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 Gen Four, the Twisted Sister, and what kind of stuff could have been done with any kind of slight modification to the window back then oh my god yeah i we we could talk for three hours about the twisted sister i don't want like i want to get into it because i want to get into it that bad but (laughs) yeah that i mean it's it's always funny looking at these die casts it's like oh yeah that looks like a pretty good car and it's like you actually that is a perfectly straight car yeah and then you see the car and it's like you know the banana car from back in the day um but really quick, I want to I want to say add a boy to Ben Rhodes and team for having the perfect strategy to barely get in. That was awesome, mm-hmm. awesome work by that team because they had no business being as high up as they finished. I think they finished like third or fourth. Uh, but that strategy worked to perfection at the end, and now he's competing for a championship, one of the final four. So, yeah, just you're, good to see. You're giving a add a boy to him. I'm giving an add a boy to Grant Enfinger. You know, the last season mm-hmm. of GMS and going out on top in the championship four once again. Grant is one of those guys that, you know, he's 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 been around a truck series for a long time, won some, won some races here. Overall, just a solid racer in that series. But, you know, just 
to see him get one last chance to go for a championship. I, I don't know if he's announced what he's doing next year. Does anyone know that? I, I have no clue. No, I haven't heard anything. I would um, assume he'll so be back next year, though. Grant has proven that even with this team going away, he needs a ride for this series because he's, he's a driver that'll get you to a championship four at least. Yeah, and he was a guy who was part-time for a little bit there, and then it was great to see him back full-time. But, yeah, so um, – yeah, so as far as the uh, championship four for the truck series is uh, is concerned, um, Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Grant Enfinger, and Ben Rhodes make up the championship four for the uh, truck series. Those four will be racing for a championship next weekend at Phoenix. That's um, about nearly the yeah. best you could get, I think. Yeah. Of, uh, I, I, not next weekend, two weeks. Or two weeks, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, two weeks. This And it's definitely a unique lineup here. Um, we got... Grant's made it to championship four before. Mm-hmm. Ben Rhodes, obviously, the, the, is a previous champion with his good friend Bud. And then two drivers making it to the championship four for the first time in their career. This is Corey Himes' first full-time season, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. and he'll be back. He'll be back for more next <laughs> just, year, too. I just caught what you said, Danny. That was good. What? That was oh. good. <laughs> My good yeah. friend Bud. Good friend Bud. But um, but yeah, Heim and Heim, he'll be back in the series next year too, competing for championships. So see if he can make it. Um, well, see if he can make it. Uh, his first this year and go for two next year if possible. But uh, um, also um, oh, some penalties too. Oh, Ty Majeski again. They got him again. Oh my gosh, Ty Majeski and the '98 team were levied. Um, they were levied an L1 penalty and lost ten more points. Damn, what did they do? They. Like, did it exactly say what they did? Or? Uh, I didn't catch it just because it was – I didn't catch it till last minute, but I can I can uh, pull it up. I, the chat will probably pull it up before yeah. I even get there. It's, but... safe to, it's safe to say they weren't uh, racing for a championship either way. <laughs> so, I just <laughs> love – I just the, – the first thing I saw with that is somebody going, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah. <laughs> then already – I thought you guys learned the first time. But yeah. Oh, and, and uh, also something we didn't talk about. Uh, Nick Sanchez did not hurt anybody at Homestead. Like you said. <laughs> Actually, I was he just... finished behind Matt Crafton. Oh, damn, damn, damn! I was just about to say. I was just about to say something too. Uh, real yeah. quick, Ty Majeski was docked for front suspension violation. Uh, oh, okay. So. Okay. Uh, well. we, oh, it was prior to practice and qualifying. Oh. <laughs> So they got caught, yeah, way before the race. Then. Oops. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oops, we did it again. Did it again. But, yeah. So that is the Homestead weekend we just went over in a little over an hour. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. We have now reached the top of the hour. We are now at that point in the show where we are at the first Super Chat stage break of the evening. Thank you guys so much for watching. Let's get right into it. <clears throat> and uh, before the show, Jimmy sent a $50 super chat. Really appreciate it, bro. He says, hi, guys. I got b- 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 breaking news. Jesse Love will be driving for RCR in the Xfinity Series next year. Yeah, so we can briefly talk about that um, later on. Um, and then NASCAR's on 2414 with the $5 super chat. Hey, guys. Carson. Or, God, why do I keep doing that? Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I had it right. I had it right for a little bit there. I had a good streak going. Gosh darn it. Uh, Nas Carson with the $5 Super Chat. Uh, hey, guys. Eric, Homestead 2023 or Phoenix 2022, what track uh, not racing do you like? 
I like all birds. Oh, excuse me. I like all birds. Eye, I, I views. Uh, Phoenix has um, for fans go at Texas Rangers. I think what he's asking was Homestead 2023. I, I, can speak, I can speak on Eric's behalf when it comes to, I think he means like accommodations, how the track is. Oh, overall as a okay, facility. Okay. Uh, I like Homestead as a track better, but Phoenix is a better facility. Oh, wait, and I, I have a yeah. feeling that Eric would say the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then Jimmy, he sent another super chat this time, $20. Also um, he says also good for um, um, also good for Eric. Um, for hosting uh, the Groovy Hollow from last night. Uh, it was a great race. Well, I'm sure he uh, appreciates you watching. Thank you so much. Alex left with a two-hour super chat. Hey, Eric, go Rangers. See, that's the reason he's not on tonight. You wanted to avoid all those, right? <laughs> you wanted to avoid all that. Um, then Isaac with the two-hour super chat. Hot take, uh, there's only one good NASCAR movie, Cars 3. Whoa, that is a, that is a hot, hot, hot. Oh, that's a that's a really hot one there. Uh, Chrome Diesel with the two hour super chat. Uh, too fast, too Larson. Well, maybe uh, too fast, uh, too Larson. Uh, he also needs to avoid the two barrels. <laughs> See what I did there. But uh, Spencer, thank you so much for becoming a channel member for over two years. Wow, appreciate it, man. Um, he says, well, heading in, um, heading into the home stretch, two races left. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then we have uh, Fred Dog eighty one with a ten dollars super chat. Uh, would you consider Martinsville as the best elimination race? Uh, it's higher stakes, so there's more uh, dramatic endings. Uh, um, unlo- uh, plus, unlike uh, plus, unlike Daytona, uh, uh, Roval doesn't feel like a wild card. Skilled elite up front. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So when you're talking about you know compared to Daytona and stuff and Roval, yeah, yeah, I could put it up there and stuff. It's just with the way the next gen car drives there now, just it's not the most entertaining. And I don't know, drivers can't do as much as they used to. That's so, right. Yeah. But yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that'll conclude this edition of the first Super Chat stage break. Stay tuned as we will get to the rest of the Super Chats at the very end of the show. Okay. How's the weather been for you guys all day? It's been good. Pretty good. Been good. Pretty good. I actually Pretty went good. out. My, I actually went out. I, I ran a mile today. That was interesting. So oh, that's, cool. that's cool. When you now, when you ran the mile, did you have a little? And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for this evening? Uh, well, we have a little bit uh, of news to talk about. First off, uh, I want to, one, give a shout-out to the Spotify crowd who has been coming in force lately, as, and, and really the entire audio uh, crowd. Uh, love the support we're getting on that. Uh, but I asked them in a poll, what was their favorite points format? And it's basically like of the last six that have been done in the last well, X amount of years. Uh, in sixth, last with no votes. Anyone want to take a guess of which one is last with no votes? Mm. Wait, hold on. What were the choices again? The <laughs> choices sorry. are the Winston Cup format, OG okay. Chase, Twelve Man Chase, Wild Card Chase, Chase Grid, or Playoff Grid. Playoff Grid. I'm gonna say Wild Card Chase. Twelve Man Chase. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Fifth with 3% was the Chase Grid from 2014 to 2016. Uh, Fourth with 11% of the vote was the Wild Card Chase from 2011 to 2013. The OG Chase was third with 14%. Second was the current Playoff Grid, 29%, and Winston Cup format, 43% as the winner hmm. of the poll. Okay. But yeah, no, thank you, Spotify listeners. Bring that heat. Appreciate it. Uh, now I also want to remind everybody to watch the last two episodes of the podcast, uh, the next two weeks, November 1st is my channel, my birthday and finale on the 8th of November. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, sir. The Chicago street race, uh, is being shortened from a hundred laps to 75 in 2024 based on, I think a new agreement with the city of Chicago as well. Mm -hmm. Dean Thompson is back with Tricon in 2024. (laughs) You'd probably could get offered an Xfinity ride, but wouldn't take it. Uh, seeing that <laughs> that um, Haley Deegan's up there, yeah. Oh, he also started like I guess he's like uh, kickboxing now and stuff or whatever. I don't know. He's like turning into a fighter too. So I guess Good he's doing him. it all now. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, also, Carson Hosevar is starting his own late model team. Oh, that's good. That's cool. That's pretty cool. I believe he'll be at the All-American 400. He was there last year, Mm -hmm. so maybe he might be. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Now, the ARCA champion, (laughs) Jesse Love, is jumping over to RCR to run the Xfinity 2 car. And there was some news when it came to, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but on the award celebration, it's back in Nashville on Mm. – Wednesday, the 29th of November, and Thursday, the 30th. The 30th is the main celebration, whereas most of the fan activities are looking to be the 29th. There's other stuff through the week of awards-wise for other series, too, I think, on Wednesday. Uh, But that was just announced, which is odd it was announced so late. Tuesday, the 28th, we'll have the ARCA uh, modified uh, Advanced Auto Park Series, all the regional uh, touring events will also be in Nashville on the 28th. And then the final bit of news in the lightning round is that JGR has, uh, well, I think Chandler Smith is the one actually who bought out his colleague contract and is going to JGR uh, in the Xfinity series in 2024. So he said, nah, take me back. (laughs) He's like, nah, I'm going to head back. I'm going to head back. (laughs) It's family until we're not winning as much. Yeah, he's like, nah. He's like, all right, I can't take another year of this. Because <laughs> Chandler Smith was a KBM driver, went to college, and now he's like, get me back in there. Yeah, he's like, nah, take me back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is that is it for the lightning round this week. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for this edition of the famous lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. And then we immediately go into the Martinsville preview. <laughs> I don't think Darian realized that there's like nothing left but the, the Martinsville bro, after that. Bro, no, I tried my best to try to extend it. It was just, ah. we already, like, we were just talking about it, bro. Like, look, there's so much to talk about with Homestead, bro. Like, we're I, only an hour and 11 minutes in, and we're basically almost done. Yeah, chat, this is so unusual. You have no idea how unusual, like, like this feels so unusual to me, bro. <laughs> just getting to the freaking preview thing this early. When's the we're, last time we're that's talking? Happened? We were talking before the show that it felt like at this point last year, just each week we had so much to talk about. Yeah. And just for whatever reason, this playoff run has just been like, okay, that's it. 
Okay. Yeah, so we could either go at this two different ways. We could either just try and extend the show with oh. talking about gibberish for the next 40 minutes, or we could just get into it. Let's, let's just talk about gibberish for no, the rest definitely of Definitely not going to get Danny talk about the Tennessee Volunteers anymore. I can tell you that right now. That, oh, oh yeah, it's probably best. <laughs> it's probably best. Or our, or our group chat uh, profile pic. Oh, yeah. We talk right. about it's that after the There's a man picks. originally from uh, Miami that irks me the wrong way during football season. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that after uh, the picks, though. What, what, Darren, there is some uh, interesting stuff, though, going into the Martinsville weekend. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, so, yes, this is the official Martinsville weekend preview. The weekend notes uh, goes as follows. The tires for the Cup Series race will have a thicker thread. Uh, these tires were tested at Richmond in July, and drivers thought it made a. Um, um, excuse me. Um, and drivers thought it made the biggest difference. Uh, so yeah, and then Goodyear thinks it will be opening up more options for teams uh, to tune the cars up as well. So yeah, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, and um, how do we know which drivers tested those tires or? I know I, we, we talked about it when it happened. And yeah, it, it, it I can't remember. July. I mean, dude, I yeah. can't remember what I had for dinner last night. You're asking me to remember. Well, I think, yeah, I think Busher was one of them, wasn't he? He was one of them. Yeah, I was just curious if there were any other guys who were currently in there. I'm pretty sure there were, but but yeah. So, hey, if you happen to test these tires, then hey, you might have the clear advantage. We'll see. But uh, the Cup Series race, the name for it, the Xfinity 500, 500 laps. Uh, the stages are as follows, 130 for stages one and two, with the final stage closing out at 240 laps. The start time uh, is at 2 p.m. Eastern time on NBC, and you can also listen to it over on the Motor Racing Network. The weather for Sunday's race, 81 degrees with near record highs, um, 19% chance of rain. The and defending race winner is Christopher Bell. Funny thing about the... Um... Funny thing about the weather. So, like, I was checking on AccuWeather. AccuWeather for that day has the near record highs, and it says it would be uh, wise of those attending the race to wear sunscreen. That's on the weather forecast on AccuWeather <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, just, yep. Yeah. And stay hydrated as well. So, yeah, do all those good things. Take care of yourself. As for the Xfinity race, uh, the Xfinity race name is the Dead On Tools 250. Okay, all right, see, these names, see, these are the types of sponsor names I can live with, not like the three or four sponsors rolled up into one name. There we go. Short, sweet, and to the point. I love it. 250 laps, the stage links, 60 laps for both stages one and two. Uh, 130 laps for the final stage. The race begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time over on the USA Network. You can also listen to it on the Motor Racing Network. The weather for Saturday's race, 84 degrees um, with late October record highs and a 13% chance of rain. The defending race winner is, or, or yeah, is Ty Gibbs. So I'll, I'll ask you guys this, and I want to see if the chat gets it too. What was the last time that a Martinsville weekend this late in the season was this warm in the forecast? Like, take hmm. a guess. I'm going to guess, I'm going to say 2001. No, I feel like it was more recent than that. I'm going to guess 2014. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Danny's got it. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Very recent. We liked the result of that one. 
2014, yeah. Martinsville was in the 70s and 80s all weekend. And then I went the next year, and it was rainy and cold as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh I know. I went in 2017, and it was freezing that evening. So, and it turned into a night race, too. So, yeah, that, <laughs> I, I'm going to appreciate the temperatures for this trip. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, stay hydrated out there if you are going. Yes, including yourself, Danny, including you. Hot dogs and water. That's the, yep. that's the fuel for today. There you go. Hot dogs and beer. Uh-uh. Hot dogs and water or Gatorade. Then, yeah, there you go. But don't be like one of those weirdos on the hot dog eating contest and dip in the water. That's that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's doing too much. But anyways, now that we've gone over the race details, let's go over the betting favorites. Let's go over my betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, the final one on this channel for this year. Um, the favorites for this weekend are as follows. Denny Hamlin is the clear odds on favorite. We haven't had a winner. So uh, like, uh, excuse me. We haven't had a favorite. So clear, like that clear all season, like 200. Um, he said, says the odds on favorite at plus two, um, at plus two seventy five, Um, and then in second is Larson at plus 700. That's crazy. So they're thinking he's a damn near guaranteed, you know, shot to win. That's insane. William Byron is third at plus 750. Fourth is Brad Keselowski at plus 850. And rounding out the top five is Martin Drex Jr. at plus 900. As for the best of the rest, Ryan Blaney plus 1,200. Joey Logano plus 1,400. Tyler Reddick plus 1,500. Kevin Harvick plus 1,800. And Kyle Busch plus 1,900. Finally, the underdog segment, Christopher Bell at plus 2,000, along with Chase Elliott. Um, excuse me, Chris Busher at plus 2,200. Ty Gibbs at plus 2,800, and Ross Chastain sits at plus 4,000. Before we move any further, though, the NWP Fantasy Leagues are heating up. They are heating up. Um, Sean48NY can clinch this weekend, just needs one more solid weekend, and you are good. You will win the main NWP Fantasy League, and he sits on top as the points leader. I'm in second, followed by Trevor Sports 98. In third, the NASCAR Bear in fourth. And rounding out the top five is Denny Delivers. As for the second NWP Fantasy League, I am leading by just 19 points. So by the skin of my teeth, just 19 points. In second is Room HMS, not too far behind. Third is Race Roar 48. Fourth is 42 Larson 5. And rounding out the top five is JC underscore 43. So... That's the situation with those fantasy picks. These fantasy picks, however, um, you know, it's a totally different situation as well. So we got five of us in it, but uh, I can let you know already that at least one of us has already been eliminated from the uh, championship hopes. Uh, yeah, Danny, can you guess who, who it is? is? Yeah, can you guess who it is? <laughs> guess who it is, right? Um, but here are the picks. It's points, about though. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you were in it. You were in it until the final two races. That's something to be proud of. Um, but, yeah, right now the chat sits as the points leader still with 567 points in total. Um, Eric is trailing the chat by 15 points. I'm in third, minus 35. Jared is fourth, minus 53. And Danny, officially out of contention in the last, added a minus line. 75. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to make sure you add that in, right? <laughs> I have a feeling I'll be under that red line next week because um, <laughs> you have to be within 35 points entering Phoenix to have a shot at it. So Yeah, so I'm just there. I just want that shot. I just want to, I just want to say I had the shot. Um, but, yeah, so those are the points. That's the point situation. 
And let's get into it. Uh, I have Eric's picks already. I'm going to list them last, so there's no overlap. Uh, I was just about to ask. I always, good, good job. I always, good job. whenever someone misses, I always list them last anyway. So I figured I'd let the chat know in advance. I'm not rigging it against you. Rigged. Sore Rigged. losers or winners. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that means, oh, that means I get to pick first. Oh my gosh. It's been a while since that's happened. But, uh, but yeah. So let's get right into it now. The Xfinity series, ladies and gentlemen, and podcast crew, fellas. Who do you think is going to win? I'll go first, of course. I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier as the winner. I'm going to go with the guy that I think is going to uh, burn down his car and track this time, and I'm going to go uh, John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter is a good pick. He won here back earlier this year, uh, but he is locked in, and who is not is the guy who finished second earlier this year. And that's Sammy Smith. Sammy Smith is my pick to get Ooh. it done this weekend. And he is that one on the outside. I said it's going to get his way into the championship four. Hey, hey, good one. Man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let's see. The chats. I'm seeing well, I'm seeing a bunch of 20s. Yeah, they got John yeah. Hunter Nemechek. And I should let yeah, you know we'll that you, uh, Eric that. as well has John Hunter Nemechek. Oh, there you go. See? All right. So the chat and Eric, both John Hunter Nemechek. All right. And, and Jerry, yep. Yep. Oh, and Jared as well. Okay. And now let's get into the cup picks. Before the winners, of course, we have to get into the first two. Let's get into who's going to suck at Martinsville in the cup series. I'll go first. I am going to go with a current playoff driver currently on the outside looking in. He's had an awesome season, but despite the tire test, mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he'll, you know, I think he'll do well at first, but then track position will come into play and stuff. It always does with these next gens, I, at, uh, especially at uh, freaking Martinsville of all places. Chris Busher is going to suck. Don't worry, fellas. He will be back next year, though. Austin Cindric. Now, Despite this being statistically a good track for him, he's had some crazy moments here, like 2017. He's also had some key moments, like in – 2020 when it helped cement him into the championship four for him to win the championship there. I do think Chase Elliott's going to have a bad performance, probably somewhere in the 20 range. So I will call that a, a, a suck performance. Mm. And it's looking like the chat's going with Truex. Eric didn't get they me are. a sucker yeah. dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give him Truex. Give him Truex with that. Uh, did you say Eric didn't give you a sucker yeah, dark didn't, horse? Didn't give me those okay. Ones. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but for the rest of our underdog picks, um, I will go with Ryan Priest. You know, we saw what he did, him and Storehouse Racing did um, in the spring. Yes, you know, track position did, you know, play a major role into it, of course. But, hey, who's to say they can't do it again? So I'm going to go with them. Give me another Stuart Haas car. Not Kevin Harvick, not Ryan Priest, not Chase Briscoe. Give me Eric Almarola. He's going to mm. get another top 10, I think. Good one. I think this weekend the wrong 2311 car will come to life, and I think Bubba Wallace <laughs> is the underdog for this one. Yeah, of all the weeks, of all the weeks, they need one guy to come to life. Um, and in the chats, I'm seeing a bunch of. Well, I was seeing sixes, but I'm, I'm seeing a bunch 14. of fourteen. Yeah, yeah, we'll give him Briscoe. Yeah, we'll give him Briscoe. Yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of those. All right, and now for the final time on this channel for 2023, it's time for the main event. Who 
who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Martinsville? It's usually I usually say Eric, but now it's me this week. So I'm going to get um I'm gonna get it over with. You saw it in the odds. Denny Hamlin. I'm gonna go with it. It's I don't know if it's his year, but he'll certainly make the uh championship four, I think. I've seen this guy win at Martinsville before. I've seen him run top five at Martinsville before. He's been getting better and better. I'm going to go with William Byron. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going with Denny Hamlin on this one. He's going to prove this is my track. I know every odd year there's some drama, but I think he got that drama out of the way last year instead, getting screwed over by the hell mail, and that can't happen this year. I think Hamlin will win this week. He'll win this weekend at Martinsville. Mm. And the chat. Uh, I'm seeing 24s and 11s. Okay. I'm going to have to run a poll. 24s and 11s. And I can uh, then give Eric's pick because those are neither of Eric's picks. Yep. All right. Let me put the poll in. 11 to 24. Well, the poll is live, say what it is. Well, it is Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is Eric's pick. Also, interesting. I'm looking at it right now. If um, uh, let's see what 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 do we got so far voting wise? Let's see. I uh, it's looking like it's kind of settled. Oh Byron, yeah, yeah, we'll give him. Yeah, Byron, it is. We'll just so end it now. I'm kind of shocked they're that they're that convinced with Byron. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. I will just let you know now, though. Voting the same choices as me means I am officially eliminated. I almost said it, but I didn't want to give it away because I didn't <laughs> want to influence any of it. Um, but yeah, so congrats. It's now a three horse race going into the weekend. You know what? <laughs> I lasted up till the second to last race and I still have that first championship. So, hey, congrats. There you go. Congrats, <laughs> at least on that. But yeah, so yep, all the picks are locked in. And uh, what does that mean? Well, it means we need to go over the final super chat stage break let me pull it up again really quick i don't know why the itinerary closed there we go all right so let's go over the final super chats isaac thank you so much for the two-hour super chat uh does newman win the o3 championship with this format i don't know yeah yeah i i think I um oh I went yeah you went through that yeah <laughs> been there done that and then a shorty pm uh, P, uh pjm with the three dollar and 12 uh 12 cent super chat um my sis on larson what a loser laughing and crying emoji face. I felt that. <laughs> Talking about when he hit the, the barrels. Yep. And then and Garbecki with the $10 super chat. Uh, he says, I know it was his first time in the new car, but geez, Nemechek was freaking awful. He ran, he ran in, in last off, uh, excuse me. He ran in last off of speed for a while in a car that would have seen Carson wheel to an easy top 20 finish in only his few starts. Yeah. And it happens, man, but I just, just look out next year. I, I think he'll, he'll do a lot better next year for sure. And then Ryan with the $2 Canadian super chat. Uh, if, um, if Truex was not regular season champ, he would exit out of the round of 12 or around that. Yeah. 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 I agree at this rate. Yeah. Isaac with the two hour super chat says hot take Hamlin's a bigger hack than Bowman. I don't, yeah wow okay okay interesting and then cbb with the ten dollar super chat uh this week denny didn't deliver 
Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, uh, what driver not named Chase Elliott that didn't win a race this year do you think is most likely to get at least one next season? Ty Gibbs. I'd say Ty. Yeah, I was about to say Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Ty Gibbs. Easily. What do you think, Danny? Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Antar Das with the two-hour super chat. Danny, uh, what happened to them balls? <laughs> um... <laughs> A lot of things. A lot of things, man. I was there. Yeah, it was it was ugh, it was bad. We won one and a half games against Alabama. Yeah, we had a streak. One and a half. Hang the banner. <laughs> Hopefully they're not losing to them for another 15 years. Matthew Brown with the $10 super chat. Uh we may have wrecked, but this five team is ready. So he's very confident. Um, we're always fast, and Kyle is as motivated as ever. Kyle's ready. The team is ready. Uh, the world needs to get ready. The Larson era is just getting started. Whoa, he is very confident. He's very confident. Okay, okay. Hunter Nixon Fishing with the $5 Super Chat. Seeing Kevin Harvick's uh, crew chief, Rodney Chillers, and his family give the command was pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the scheme was awesome. Uh, it was cool seeing that scheme on track. It was cool seeing all that pre-race stuff. So pretty cool class act by Homestead. And then movement. What's up, bro? Not only my uh, Discord uh, runner, um, he runs my BFM Discord, but one of the greatest trolls in NASCAR history. Thank you so much for being a channel member for for, uh, for three months. Uh, says Mayor Godin. I agree. And then Phoebe. Phoebe with the $5 super chat. Uh, everyone gather around. Grab a s'more, uh, grab some s'mores, and let the gentle, warm flames of Denny Hamlin's combusting season warm you through the cold October month. <laughs> Damn, bro. We still got a shot. Still got a shot, right? Oh, uh, okay. There we go. And then we got a, just a few more. Wow. Thank you guys so much. And then Fred Dog 81 with the $10 super chat. Everyone gets on Tony for Stuart Haas Racing. But what about Haas? Is he around? Um, at the very least, he stopped the team from signing some top-tier drivers. Why doesn't he get as much blame? Actually, I think he does. I think he gets just as much, if not more. At least I give him that. Yeah, because, I mean, there have been times where it's like, you know, they could have signed this guy or that guy and stuff, but then he's sort of, you know, either him or Ford have, like, sort of stopped, uh, you know, those moves. So I'd, I would agree. And then Jimmy with another $10 super chat. Thank you so much, bro. Says, Darian, did you hear about Lewis Hamilton and Charles and Charles Leclerc's um, Charles Leclerc have been disqualified from form from F1's 2023 United States GP? Yeah, I saw that. I can't remember the reason why some sort of car issue, contact issue. Clarify that for me again, because I knew they got kicked out, but or they got DQ'd, but well, didn't know exactly why. Um, it's nothing with the $10 super chat. Thank you. Uh, potentially last week, uh, excuse me, potentially last weekly question of the season. Okay. Uh, where do you see Christopher, um, or where do you, oh, I see what you did there. My bad. Where do you see, uh, Christopher Busher in 20 years? I see what you did there. Uh, champion, a multi-time champion, uh, how many wins or was this season just a good one just a one-off year um in 20 years yeah i guess that when it's all said and done i mean i don't know what the landscape of the teams will be like in that time frame but i could see him having a season where he just is you know as some competition goes away he's just the best of the best and could win a championship potentially yeah 
Yeah, I agree. I could see that as well. Then Alessandro, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Good luck and have fun, Danny B, on your trip to Martinsville. Also, uh, there is going to be team orders, dive bombs in the closing laps. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And finally, it's nothing who has been a channel member for four months. Free super chat. Hope y'all are doing well. Thank you, bro. And as I say that, we get one more from Jimmy. He's been bringing the heat tonight. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, final super chat says it was for car plank rules breach. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. The funny thing about that whole deal was there was a video earlier in that race where uh, um, Hamilton, he passed Lando Norris, and then there was this one Hamilton fan who stuck her hand in the face of a Norris fan. They were just clearly joking or whatever, but then people got too bent out of shape over it. But then it's funny how it uh, didn't age well, <laughs> you know, after the whole DQ uh, shenanigans. But yeah, so yeah. That'll do it for the final Super Chat stage break of the evening. And that'll do it for, at the well, at least that'll do it for season six of the NWP of, of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast on this channel, at least. So another year in the books on Black Flags Matter. Uh, we have just two more shows to go next week. Join us Wednesday night, November 1st, on Jared's birthday, by the way, at 8 p.m. Eastern time over on his channel as we'll review Martinsville and get set up for the championship four weekend at Phoenix. And also, oh, oh yeah, I already mentioned your birthday. There you go. Yeah. And also, once again, it's his birthday. <laughs> Woo! Real Woo! quick, can I say something before we go? Go ahead. Hey, if any of you, if any of you are at all around Nashville this on Friday, uh the, the Lionel store is opening up, having a cool grand opening, ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, we're gonna be there. So if you're at the Opera Mills Mall and you see us, say say hey to us. And yep. there might be some other people there. We don't we don't know just yet. But I really sounding... don't know the details on that, but we yeah, will be there. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> sounding like there might be some other people there. So definitely yeah. if you're in the area, check it out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Man, a season six on my channel in the books, bro. It feels like feels like it feels like we just started. It feels like we just started the show yesterday, bro. We started off this season at Daytona on this channel. We end it after uh, Martinsville. Just another awesome Almost year dead. of the NASCAR. Or, Damn it. Uh, Homestead. Florida to my Florida, man. Stuff. Yeah, Florida <laughs> to Florida, man. There you go. There you go. But yeah, so another awesome season of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast on BFM is officially in the book. Stay tuned on this channel for more streams. Hopefully I don't get copyrighted again. Let's hopefully hopefully you don't have that happen. Jeez. Come on, YouTube. With all the things going on. Come on now. Get your priorities straight. But yeah. Oh, real quick, so, Phoebe put in the chat, uh, Dirt Rockingham 2024. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Dirt rocking again. Put everything on the schedule, bro. Everything. But yeah, so let's end it off, bro. That'll do it for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast on BFM. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time. Goodbye. Yeah.